podcast go? Ours is interesting and maybe slightly weird. This week we watched lots of things more frightening than we had ever feared. The gift of death was less scary with Sutek sitting in his chair until he stood up and we all laughed at what shouldn't have been there. Fingers, thumb and a cushion under his bum. Strange hands and Egyptians. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Asdaman. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I... I'm an idiot. And I'm out of time. I'm Rainbow story. Keith. Oh, you're wearing your funky belly vest. Belly it is. It's a waistcoat. <laughs> it's a waistcoat. It, How many more times? It is a waistcoat. It allows the belly to be free. <laughs> he bought a new ve- a belly vest at the folk festival, and it's got the green man on the back, and he looks dead hunky. It's moss yes. man. The green man. Yes. Green Hang man. on, I'll have to get No, the one from the traffic signals. While he's standing there, if people see him walking in front of them, they know it's safe to cross the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise known as a no dad. No nad. No dad. No he dad. is a dad. No dad. I have a dad. No, yeah, so, no, Dad, you're not wearing that. Ah. <laughs> yes, without further ado... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. A cough. <laughs> what did you say? A cough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to be an early and totally unnecessarily use of the beep. Leave <laughs> <laughs> my beeps alone. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, without further ado... Canopic jars full of messy bits aside, it's the news with El Presidente. Pause for music. (laughs) Doctor Who news. With a song to give you a big finish. Hot on the heels of their first new Who crossover, Big Finish are going all in. Alex Kingston mm. is coming all over Big Finish. Star- why, Adam, why? <laughs> what? What? In January 2016, with the epic four-hour adventure, Blimey. The Diary of River Song. Mm-hmm. Then in March, she will somehow be teaming up with Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor in the Doom Coalition 2 box set. Mm-hmm. Big Finish aren't finished with mining new Who yet, though. We will also be hearing a box set of Ian McNeese as Winston Churchill in the Churchill years. This will also feature TV's Danny Horn as the 20-something Kazran Sardik. These memoirs will relate a number of encounters even with the 9th, 10th and 11th Doctors. Eccleston, Tennant and Smith will sadly not be taking part, Uh, though they are are on the cover. Those floodgates aren't closed yet, though. To top off this little group is another four-disc box set called Classic Doctors New Monsters. Ooh. Davison faces the Weeping Angels. Ooh. On audio. Colin Baker encounters the Jadoon. <laughs> McCoy beats off the Sycorax. Mm. And McGann duffs up some Sontarans. Ooh. Stretching the definition of New Monsters a little. Yes. <laughs> I think Sontarans <laughs> may be. Um... Yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be in the new costume. May I finish? Oh, 
finish <laughs> all these and more spurting forth from big finish in 20 20- it really wasn't worth it well do you get the feeling that the river song and McGann is going to be a um and at the end of it no <laughs> and at the end of it they can't remember a thing because they have their memories wiped I possibly so. mm, well there'll possibly be some yes. wiping I'm sure I don't <laughs> think the, uh, Look, the aim- you go to one pride and suddenly you're Mr Double Entendre 2015 <laughs> do the angels work on audio you'd think not all we're going to hear is that noise that does Murray Gold puts does the silence work on audio we- yeah. <laughs> it would just be the same combina- conversation looping over and over again. Combination, yeah. conversation. Combination of conversations. Mm. Next news, please, guys. Neil Gaiman. Mm. American gods get their TV show. Yay. Occasional Doctor Who writer Neil Gaiman has a new TV series in the works based on his rather popular multi-award winning novel, American Gods Wet Willy in the Air. <laughs> oh, is that the sequel? Yes. <laughs> Award winning novel, American Gods. Wet Willy in the Air. <laughs> in the novel, gods and mythological creatures exist because people believe in them. <gasps> but the power of the traditional mythological beings has diminished as people's Aww. beliefs wane. Aww. New gods have arisen, reflecting America's obsession with media, celebrity, technology, drugs, and so forth. Piers Morgan. And Piers Morgan. (laughs) Obsession with Piers Morgan. Brian Fuller, Dead Like Me, Pushing Daisies and Hannibal, is acting as the showrunner for the new Star series and will be writing or co-writing the earlier episodes. Which one is it? <laughs> it doesn't say. Oh, it gives you the options. It's just laying it down. <laughs> co-writing the early episodes with Michael Green. Green! Green! Gaiman has indicated that he won't entirely be in the background, however, tweeting... But I will write some down the line. With down the telephone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, can you hear me? That, that's it, that's exactly yeah. where it ends, yeah. actually. Oh, right. yep. Down the line. You read that very well. Did, did I? <laughs> no, not really. It's, it's a thick book. It's a big, thick book, <laughs> if I'm rightly mouthed from God's. Yeah. Ah, I don't know how many episodes it is. Well, well, well the, uh, I think it's, it's your tablet, you can fiddle with it. It's got like 600 no, pages. Blimey. <laughs> so. Oh, is it his? Sorry. <laughs> Doctor Who mm-hmm. and a Walter Menace. Woohoo! Gutted! Oh. This isn't a good thing. No. This is terrible. BBC Worldwide has pulled the plug on the Underwater Menace. Ooh. I get, get the joke there, yeah. Two of the oh, four. yeah. Oh. There's a pun in there. Oh. Just. <laughs> Scraping through. Yeah. Two of the four episodes exist in the BBC archive, and the plan was to replace the missing first and final episodes with animation and the surviving soundtracks. Sadly, that plan has been sunk. Oh, now that the floundering animation oh, company... Oh, oh, oh. Curios? 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 It ain't easy being cheesy. Has TK gone... Max. <laughs> has gone under. Oh. <laughs> Despite their best yeah. efforts, the BBC has been unable to find a replacement animation company to reflow. Yes! Reflow! How many puns can we get into this? <laughs> episode 2 of The Underwater Menace is the only surviving classic Doctor Who episode which has never been released on a DVD. That's oh. just annoying because what, that completes. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're absolutely intolerable, frankly. <laughs> they were, they? As for the DVD not being released, 
case. That's Irksome as well. Yeah, that, that sort of completes our collection. And it's the o- earliest surviving Troughton episode. And he's actually quite playful in it. Oh. Mm. Yeah. You do like a playful doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playful Troughton. On to some good news? Yes! That was oh. just too much, that bad news. No. Oh. Oh. oh, dear. It's not underwater menace related. <laughs> no. Go on then, Keith. Or I've Adam. Done, I've okay. Done one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Patrick McNee. Dead! The man oh, who brought it's us. It's been a bad year! It has, it has. The man who brought us John Steed, the gentleman spy and first Avenger, ignoring Dr. Kill, <laughs> has popped his last champagne cork at the age of 93. Oh. Same as Christopher Lee. Good dinner. Lee. Good dinner. Mm. Yeah. Besides bringing the iconic Steed to life for the entirety of the 1960s and again in the 1976-77, to his extensive lists of roles include James Bond film A View to a Kill, The Return from Man from Uncle, Spinal Tap, the original Battlestar Galactica, (laughs) Columbo, Frasier, (laughs) various versions of Sherlock Holmes playing both Holmes and Watson in his times, and so many more. Dame Diana Rigg, who played perhaps Steed's most fondly remembered partner, Emma Peel, said, Patrick was a very dear, dear man, and I hear him a great deal. Linda Thorson, who played Steed's final 96th companion, Tara King, called McDinney a... Paradox. Adding... He was the best dressed man on television and a nudist in real life. I beg your pardon? <laughs> what? <laughs> he was, he was yes. a nudist? I didn't know that. No, not did I. Yes. Well, he was around all those... Mental yet. image of Patrick McNee with his stuff flapping in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same without the suit and hat. And, and, the well, and his brolly in his hand. hat and carrying the brolly. Good <laughs> <laughs> morning. One has to keep standards. It depends where the bowler hat was hanging. Yeah, yeah. And how it was... <laughs> Nicola Bryant, who worked with McNee in the West End production of Killing Jessica, in 1986 said Sorry to hear of the death of Patrick McNee He was so kind and charming A joy 93 you're good innings She stole her Stole our line <laughs> Nicola <laughs> <laughs> Well that was, It was sad <laughs> Did you know that Patrick McNee when he was 10 Oh yes Starred in Henry the, Well not starred he played a minor role obviously <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Appeared <laughs> in Henry V Alongside ten-year-old Christopher Lee. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's is, is they're the same other, age. Aren't any they? other ninety-three-year-old British veteran actors Wants or to die on us. who are kind of like um, a bit worried now? Yeah, they should be. Was he, so uh, he was a ninety-three-year-old nudist. Yeah, good he, innings. Yeah. Suspended from school for selling pornography. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh good yeah. grief! Yeah. <laughs> his own little he knew porn the sixties were coming, didn't he? Yeah, the swinging sixties. Entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a bit of betting as well. Another reason he got. What to, was he uh, betting on? I think he was running the book. Oh, right. <laughs> that's why he got it. To How much pornography? Yeah, addendums. Addendums. I have an addendum. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is your addendum? Before I left work today, <laughs> yes, a press release came through which had the headline "Clangers." <gasps> so of course, sentenced yeah to, to death. Life. <laughs> <on a logo. laughs> it says. From a planet far away, which is rubbish because it was the moon. It was the moon. To toy stores across the UK. Here come the clangers. And it's loads of clanger toys and there's a musical clanger and there's the soup dragon and I want the clanger play set for Christmas. It's like Tracy Island but for clangers. Is there an exploding Mm -hmm. clanger? There is zappy, weird... 
cliffhanger. It seems Ooh, to be yeah. shooting lasers from his eyes. And his belly. He's like <laughs> yeah. his telly tubby. Professor Clanger. I don't know. He's, there's a small child in the picture with him. It looks like he's murdering the She's pointing child. up, saying, burn One the ceiling. seems to be vibrating. Mm, again, <laughs> with the small child. Yeah, it's a small <laughs> pink The soup dragon, yeah. which yeah. will um, replace oh, the one that our cat either ate, threw up on, or shat on. There's yeah. one reason that it had to be thrown out. The soup dragons had a baby as well. There's a little baby there soup dragon oh, there. And these have all been... These are all coming from character options. Oh, oh, oh yeah. OK. How do you get a horny soup dragon? So do, do we get, like, the Sea Devil's box set then? Yeah. With the yeah, master. Yeah, that, that comes yep. with the iron chicken. Yeah, <laughs> And you get, you get a free tiny clanger with everyone oh, you don't actually oh. but if there's a web address on this god awful press release that annoyed me from top to bottom because it was clearly written by someone who's never seen the clangers <laughs> we will put we will put it in the show notes yes i mm. have seen an episode of the new clangers oh yeah and apart from the fact that it's on a planet far far away and, and the planet's <laughs> too small it's really good they're knitted and mm, it had yeah. the foglets and everything yeah. it had foglets <laughs> excuse us ladies and gentlemen while we will go into our second Childhood. <laughs> like the first one, yeah. <laughs> I'm in about my fifth. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Any more addendums? I have one here for <gasps> about the Colin Baker. Oh, oh no. it, Please let it be good. Please don't be the D word. He's not dead. Oh. But he wants your money. Oh. He's destitute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, he is running, or they are running on his behalf, an Indiegogo campaign to raise some money for a production called Last Man on Earth, a 20-minute short film. It's filming in Manchester later in July, apparently. They want £10,000. Give your money now. What, me specifically? You're looking yeah, at me. Yeah. each of Right, us. OK. <laughs> He's calling in the favours. Yes. Yes. Yep. He said it would happen. One day, he said, one day yep. I will ask you a favour. And you know what's going to happen. And that day may never come. We're but gonna... when it does, I know you will not fail me. But when we get a Hooverville, he's going to remind us, isn't mm. he? We... He's going to turn into a duck. Yeah, he's going to definitely be a duck. <laughs> so we've got a link in the show notes. Don't know much about it. But they're uh, about six, we... seven thousand pounds. So they're not too far off. Oh, that's not bad. That's mm, right. So do we all get our names on the uh, credits as executive producers? Well, it depends how much you uh, put into it, I think. Threatens right. hate me. Mm. Let's I, see. I want my name tattooed on Colin's arm for ten thousand pounds. <laughs> Thank you for saying arm. Yeah, I'll say something else then. For forty pound, you get a, a t-shirt. For 40 quid? Yeah. Better be a big With that last, your name on Earth. So last, whatever, fake Keith on Earth. Oh, no, Special that's depressing. Yeah, yeah. There is only one anyway. There can uh, be only yeah. one. For cheaper that dough, for £10, you Every get t-shirt uh, is unique. You know, eternal thanks, a digital copy of the shooting script. Thanks on the end credits. Oh, so you do get your name. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be director. What do you want to be? Oh, I want to be executive producer. Uh, seven hundred and fifty pound okay. gets me an associate producer credit. Associate wow, producer. and gets me put on IMDb. Oh, I could definitely. Oh, do you that. have your own entry on IMDb. <gasps> Keith, do we really need to go to America this year? <laughs> What do you get for a thousand pounds? That's sold out, I'm afraid. But that's the that's Doctor's sold companion. Out. <laughs> yeah, there's only one of them. A proper Doctor Who fan. Well, here's the chance to share a scene with the big man himself. Wow. Oh, a I'm proper jealous. Doctor Who fan. Yeah. So what you're if it's a all set Doctor Who fan? And We're play all in a proper. speaking role <laughs> in the film itself alongside Colin it's Baker. A speaking role. Yeah. Oh. 
I wonder if, because David Tennant's a fan, he might just suddenly buy that ticket. What, he spent a thousand quid to appear yeah. on Doctor Who thing? <laughs> <laughs> Normally they pay him, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he is a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> no, no. Okay, that's cool. I feel I feel a tenor I feel a worming save. its way out yeah. of my wallet. Oh, it's just my hand. Oh, damn. It was so nice as well. <laughs> And now, dear listeners, here's our Doctor Who bit. For your delight and delectation, dear listeners, we've all been watching a DVD, haven't we? Yeah. What DVD mm. have we been watching? You have we been there. watching the same? You should have been paying attention. <laughs> they weren't, so I'm just trying what to... What were you doing while we were watching? Oh, no, crikey, we were sitting here watching Pyramids of Mars. No. Pyramids, of Mars. Were, Pyramids of Mars? Pyramids of Mars. Some oh, of us were Pyramids of Mars. Some of us were going... were falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to agree with you, though. Episode four is terrible. And it was so warm and cosy in here, and I, I kind of lost... <laughs> and I've got to mention there were still remnants of cider. Mm, yeah. There was the lots of cider. Right, we've decided as a special treat, we're going to present our review of the Pyramids of Mars to you all in mime. <laughs> Adam, you may begin. <laughs> What's that? Ah. Like an Egyptian. And yep. um, oh yeah, that's oh, very what? good crumbly. That was a mummy. Mm-hmm. Yes, how, how do you mime crushing someone with your mummy breasts? Because <laughs> <laughs> it happens. All right, you could use words. <laughs> Adam, want to. Would you care to start? <laughs> so, Robert Holmes. We were all about two or three episodes and we thought, this feels yeah. like Robert Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Who, was yep. it? who was it? It was Stephen... Stephen Harris. Harris, whose name was in the credits yeah. of the writer. So I looked it you... up and it is Robert Holmes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. did he originally write it that Robert Holmes had to do some work to it afterwards? Somebody he was else script editor. originally wrote something okay. and he completely rewrote it and <laughs> he gave did it a that... third name. So oh. are you saying Stephen Harris doesn't exist? I think I am. Spooky. Like that, or we got a lot of real history, nothing at all. Or poor like, man Paul Paul walking down the road and saying, blip, out of existence. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it certainly, you can detect Mr. Holmes's delicate oh, very, finger work yeah, very. all the way well, it's over gothic. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good dialogue. Sarah Jane doesn't get sacrificed. She almost <laughs> does. At the end Ooh. of episode three. Oh, in yeah. the tube. Mm. Oh, yeah, that that's really four, but odd yeah. facial expression she yeah. gives. This is going into the end credits. She was being strangled, yeah. 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 At least she didn't fall down the slope of moderate inconvenience. Yet. <laughs> You're never going to figure that out. See, no. the beginning of this, well, the first scene in the TARDIS annoyed me for a couple of reasons. I love okay. that scene, so tell me why it annoyed no, no. you. Well, see, in Liz Sladen's autobiography, yes. she doesn't like that scene because she said it was very over-rehearsed. That annoys me because, I, like Scott, I thought it was wonderful. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the other reason it annoys me is that, OK, Sarah's gone exploring in the wardrobe room and just happens to come out wearing something that would suitably fit the period of time that they were going to. Yes. Yeah. And Victoria, yeah. apparently. Well, yes. yeah. Yes. And, yeah and I hope she was... washed it. So do I. Because Victoria screamed and panicked. She always wore. She's always sweating and screaming. Yeah. That Vicky. Yeah. 
definitely. Naughty girl. But I, I thought that was... A, I don't care if it was over-rehearsed. I thought that was an absolutely wonderful opening scene. But, and I love it when they arse around. So wasn't some of it ad-libbed where he's <laughs> doing the I'm walking eternity bit and she pushes the shroud over her head and starts pulling faces. That's what she says in her autobiography that she didn't like, that it was over-rehearsed. But those things are Didn't feel over-rehearsed to me, but... What annoyed me about the TARDIS scenes mm. was there was no scanner, no no screen. So every time they landed oh. somewhere, they had to open the doors. Like modern day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they went to the end of the world, but they couldn't just mm. check it out. They, they had, had to, to sort of the door. open the door. Yeah. Hope the air was breathable. Mm. Mind mm. you, I mean, one thing that did make me jump about the opening scenes was where, where um, Sarah Jane has the ACC uh, apparition. Oh, Sutek on the yes. wall. Ooh, yeah. That was a bit oh, creepy. Yes. And what was that for? It disappeared inside a TARDIS, not explained, no reason. Well, nah. it was just his his mental capacity had realised it was there. Yeah, and he didn't seem to didn't know anything know, about them. because no. until he unscanned the Doctor at the end... It was only was quite near the end he saw there. But alien. wasn't this the fact that they were beaming a signal from Mars to Earth that they I picked think, up in Marcus uh, Scarmus's I, I, I think it's a combination of things. Yes, it's that. But also, it, to my mind and I didn't realise it until after I watched it the first time, that that may have been to Sutek going the end of the time corridor. Mm. Oh, yeah, yes. that they ca- catapult him back mm. in the oh. end. Oh. Episode four. So oh, the first okay. episode may have been seeing what happened in the last episode. Yes, yeah, what's to oh. come. Time wise. That's very oh, clever. That time lash. That's, that's time what, when I first saw it, that's what I thought. Pushing me out of him being blasted through the time corridor. Mm-hmm. That is very clever. Mm. Mm. One of the positives about the story, I mean, it is a very good story, mm-hmm. but it had uh, Michael Sheard in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Play, for, for once playing the good guy. And mm-hmm. I didn't you just want to yeah. cuddle him? Yeah. He was always on the verge of tears. Well, he <laughs> did get cuddled oh. round the neck. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. meant a nice, yeah. non-terminal cuddle. He had a big brotherly hug. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say, this, this is probably... Up there with Horace Fang Rock on yeah. Death Count. Yes. Yeah. As in, the yeah. only people that get out alive are the Doctor, the Anopolis. Not even the house survives. One character oh, no. who died impressively squashily was the poacher. The mm. one yes. being been squashed by the mummy mm. dress. That's the one. <laughs> Does anyone know why he was there at all? I think he was poaching. Padding, yeah, mm. I think. You, you, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks it was just filler. There was absolutely yeah. no reason for no, his character no, to no, be well, there. There was no reason for his character because he does the poaching so he mm. had the jelly night so yeah, yeah but he didn't have to be there Apparently, he was there to sort of bounce into the invisible barrier yeah. around the house the doctor could have done that according, well, yeah. according to the target novelisation mm. oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was friends with the brother and lived close on the estate and they let him live there and they yeah. he poached and they took some rabbits and made a pie and but you think he could have done mm. more than just sort of run into walls in an amusing manner <laughs> yeah. say very old fashioned uh, curse words such as <laughs> oh bloody cool. He did demonstrate the power of Sutek by shooting Marcus and then having that rather nifty reversed effect. Mm. 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 That was very uh, impressive. Yes. With him walking, was, yeah. with the actor walking backwards. Mm. Yeah. Then, that was quite well done. That, yeah, that, yeah. I thought that was a very effective... Very simple trick, but very effective. Mm, yeah. You did point... have to films that backwards, so he's walking backwards, and when they he play it, well. he turns him walking yes. forwards. It's yeah. not easy to walk backwards, but look like you're like, walking yeah. backwards. Natural. You <laughs> did point out, Keith, when we were watching it, that um, squashed poacher man is Roberta Tovey's <laughs> father. Yeah, I, I could yeah. be mistaken, but I seem to remember IMDb it, please, Adam. I seem oh. to remember reading somewhere that that was film Susan's father. Well, his surname was definitely Tovey. Tovey. It's... Yeah. Mm. 
there's mm. rather a lot of violence in this film. In fact, the poacher lets out an awful scream, doesn't he, when he the breasts does. are killing always, him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the mummies. He clearly wasn't a breast man. Yeah. <laughs> George Tovey, apparently. Mm, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Ernie Clements, with the character name. Yep. Ernie Clements. Well, yeah. I should have known. <laughs> now, the reason why I like this episode was, as you stated earlier, I mean, it's a very darkly gothic uh, yeah. you know, one. The mad Arab playing the organ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Is that totally politically correct? <laughs> Every hour has an organ. Yeah, no. We've got to remember while, while this was made in the seventies, it's no longer the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> but he was mad. Yes, he was. And he did have an organ. Yes, at, one point, at one point, he was very, very angry. <laughs> and he had a fez on, so he must be an Arab. <laughs> sure, well, he was wearing a fez. I mean, he was a fez. Well, this is where the new series has completely ruined that story because yeah. that was mm. meant to look vaguely um, threatening and not at all funny in any way whatsoever. But now we just go, as I was saying, it's a darkly gothic one. If it wasn't Doctor Who, it could have been taken very much out of the Cthulhu mythos. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of the settings or very gothic house, very sort of, you know, the dark corners and such. The slightly deranged Middle Eastern person. (laughs) (laughs) Backpedalling furiously. (laughs) Oh, he's on a bike now, is he? (laughs) No, I I, I was backpedalling furiously. Those Arabs and their bikes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, as I was saying, I mean, um, he could be compared with um, Abdul Al-Sared, who uh, discovered the original Necronomicon. And as I say, sort of Sutek could have been, well, he could have been replaced by you know, any of the um, creatures oh, in, the, uh, in, in the Cthulhu uh, mythos. Mm. It did seem to be a story full of old men dying, didn't it? Like yeah. life. Yeah. Just, Screaming yeah. before Just dying. Just old men mm, It was also dying. a story full of absolutely fantastic lines. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. My favourite one was, was it, um, repairing whatever it was, is like repair, repairing a watch with, watch a, with a hammer and chisel, yes. one false move and you'll never know the time again. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> there was that whole opening thing about I'm not a human being, I walk through eternity. Mm. And isn't mm. it, wasn't Sarah Jane a cow? <laughs> when <laughs> someone's yeah. having a damn good wallow you you support them in their wallowness you don't take the pee and put a fancy dress on also also you said the opening scene was over rehearsed no she said yeah yeah, but but there was a lot of ad-libbing in there Mm. such as the uh the gelignite do you see any detonators or uh, timing fuses no perhaps he sneezed at it yes Mm. and also the walking through the corridors the mummy slowly turning around and, and then, they walk in, turn around and walk yeah. straight yeah. back. They say, um, again, promise. in her autobiography, they um, only had one chance to do that yeah. because the mm-hmm. lights were about to be pulled. And yeah. they, they did it They wanted perfectly. to make sure it got in. Yeah, yeah it was perfect time. This is one of my favourite... I mean, I love the Bob Holmes stuff anyway. I love all of his gothic stuff. I like this story. I like some of the accuracy in it. And there's little homages at the beginning. The lines that... Uh, Professor Scalman says as he goes into tomb, are almost the Howard Carter lines. There are wonderful things. Mm. Even though this is set 11 years before Carter finds Tutankhamun. Are you saying Mm. that Carter stole Scalman's lines? (laughs) He did. What a swine. It it, it does suffer with the same problem that Death of the Daleks and Hand of Fear have, in that they don't seem to know what to do for the last episode, so they play some games. 
Yeah, they even <laughs> yes. reference Death to Death the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. The Exelons, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got another episode. Better pad it out bit. Just yeah. chuck in some solitaire. But the, that last bit, they, they certainly made use of two corridors. They, they <laughs> did, didn't they? Yeah. And I love the fact angle, that it, this angle. it was all sort of blue screen, wasn't yeah, it? And it was all constantly moving. Yeah. At least they put some effort in those corridors. Dare I mention the hand? <laughs> oh, Clara. the hand of fear. We, we have a theory. We have mm-hmm. a theory, Adam. We know we've seen the picture. It's Clara. <laughs> but isn't why at that point in her timeline did Clara have a really big hairy hand? <laughs> she, what she was she thinking was at this it. point. Could oh. someone explain to the listener what you're on about? Because people might not know. No, if you don't know, you should be listening. You should watch the episode. Yeah. When when Sutek finally stands up, Clara goes to grope him, but misses. Yeah. And ends up holding gets his cushion holding down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, there's an extra holding the cushion down, which obviously keeps getting lifted up with Sutek when he stands up. <laughs> sweaty bottom. He's rocking the chair. The hand doesn't move quickly. It very kind of like just leisurely. Yeah, it goes down behind the chair. <laughs> you think they could at least have given Clara a black glove? Yeah. And the other, yeah. The other yeah. bit that they didn't get right, but isn't the casting's fault it's a special effects fault when they go back into the TARDIS the doctor kicks at nothing and there's supposed to be fire there Mm. and he was supposed Uh, to be kicking the flames away that's right at the end when the fire started the last time they did it looks very weird because he just kicks at in there for no reason and runs back in the TARDIS it's supposed to be something something to try to catch the TARDIS on fire you suddenly get more flames in there I did not know that no I have learned something the bits of the Egyptology they use like the relationship of the Asylums and that kind of stuff. They like all of this kind of things. I found Bob Holmes did his homework on it. <laughs> yeah, it is accurate to the yeah. mythology. Yeah. Accurate to the mythology. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed by how much primary school history Sarah had remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Name of all six hundred and forty. I was yeah, surprised yeah. that Sarah was from nineteen eighty. Yeah, so that was, was a actually dated. Yeah. That actually dated her for the first. That gave, gave her a physical home the point. The unit dating, and then yeah, yeah, then we get into the unit dating. Nineteen seventies or nineteen eighties, depending yeah. on yeah. Because they're meant in the future. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even go there. No. I blame Morgan undead. Yeah, so do I. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. done. But how do you feel this? one went on pace because I mean that's the thing we now look back at these and these I, are episodic and we kind of got used it, to being fast paced I thought this was paced yeah. rather well and it was a still four holds up one. as a yeah. rather well paced mm-hmm. story and I only fell asleep towards the end of it because it was very warm in here it was very warm <laughs> it was very dark and yeah. we're very full of cider <laughs> it was okay like it felt to me like a bit of a retread of Spearhead from space. Really? In many ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the mummies are the autons. Oh, yeah, the setting, people, of course. Yeah. Chasing people through the forest. Yeah. Got a poacher. Mm-hmm. This alien trying to get to Earth. Yeah. I, one thing I would say about the pacing is it just felt constant. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. really get exciting at any point. It was just a constant. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. Something no. was always happening. Yeah. Something was it always was happening. Well-paced. But yeah, it was just a breeze. You were just gliding through it. I have to say, this is another one of those ones that if you are a viewer of the New Who, who hasn't watched any of the original series because of it oh, being part works and all the rest of <laughs> Fear it. Of mummies. <laughs> Fear of mummies. Yeah. This is one of the ones that's worth a watch because it does hold up quite yeah. Well, it's got some lovely scenes in it. It's got some Mm. lovely lines. It's as good as a good to mediocre of the new who. So I I wouldn't say there's any truly disastrous special effects in it, except for perhaps 
right at the end with Sutek coming through the jackal when the key came out of the smarty tube it on, the was, oh, yes. on the fish yeah. Yeah. it was held up quite a bit at the end when he had it in his hands <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you could see he gently shook it to get it off I, yeah. I recently rewatched the long game you know the Eccleston one where oh, yeah. uh, Adam nicks the key and it, fall, yeah. it comes out of his pocket and they deliberately left the top bit with the key hanging off the string so that you couldn't see the join uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's one of you know one of the very notable tom baker you know tom baker ones he's still I mean, very alien in this isn't he oh good he's grief, quite grumpy yes. yeah oh very grumpy yes mm. yeah but no, I, mean, I, I enjoyed it because it was darkly gothic very atmospheric i mean even though the servitors were a bit sort of slow and clunky so. <laughs> they walk like ice warriors really mm. don't they <laughs> and there are a couple of times where they could have ended it quite easily yes mm-hmm. there are a couple of points where the doctor could you know he, he knew that this sarcophagus was the gateway so just chucking a tardis yeah take, take mm. it into space drop it into a black hole and problem also, solved also the mummies were sort of walking past the hut even though they were they were all just hiding in a little hut and they could have walked in at any moment yeah <laughs> yeah and the bit where the doctor's dressed up as a mummy he's got this vital component to, to help uh, build this bomb yeah. drop it yeah just, just don't, <laughs> yeah. don't plug it in properly or Walk whatever with it, yeah. sonic screwdriver destroy it <laughs> well it's not a sonic screwdriver because it was covered in mummy bandages yeah maybe dropping yeah, it and stamping on it would have done yeah. just as well yeah. that would have been a brilliant moment oh dear my sonic screwdriver's in my trouser pocket <laughs> yeah you know while he's wrapped up in bandages <laughs> apparently it was Tom wrapped up in the bandages it was he didn't like that was it Paddy Russell that directed this yes. one yes you can tell the way he's walking he's not happy about yeah. it he's no, sulking in there. No wonder he's so grumpy. Nobody yeah. can tell what am I doing in this. He can't drink in that costume, you see. No. There was no chance for him to run down to the bar. He could absorb brandy through the bandages. Mm. Or just poke a straw through them. Tom, have you been drinking? No, it's just that you smell rather strong <laughs> and you're a bit damp. <laughs> It'll light you up. <laughs> no brandy, Harry. Staggering Stories team would like to inform all our listeners that the film Minions is possibly the most and bestest thing created by the hand of man. Thank you. Would you like a cup of tea? A cup of tea would be lovely. Cup of tea would go fancy. Quite frankly, any film that has the Queen doing an elbow drop onto a bad guy <laughs> yeah. in a carriage... In, in the state good. carriage of all places. Yeah. And Corgi Polo. Corgi Polo was yeah. awesome. <laughs> have to say, thoroughly enjoyed it. I kind of like Despicable Me 1 and 2 more, but I love this one as well. Scott doesn't know what we're talking about. I know. got a clue. It's rubbish. I wouldn't bother. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Scott <laughs> hasn't even waste seen Despicable Me. How despicable of Let's oh. not talk to Scott anymore. Yes. I wonder what he was doing. It's like he's having a fit in the middle of your swearing. A really big swear word into his hand to throw at you. Yeah. (laughs) I love the way they kept um, losing the bad guys that they kept following. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the potted history of the minions at the start of the film. Yeah, with the start of the and and everything they kind of like mm. idolised they lost they killed in some spectacular <laughs> manner killed basically mm. you wonder how long crew's got yeah. it's the second mm. film in a row we've seen with dinosaurs in it is yes. mm. it's been a good oh. week for dinosaurs yeah. no dinosaurs and Mr Holmes I'm afraid oh, oh yeah. I don't want to watch what it about now. a fossil Fossil Mr. Dinosaur. Trick. Well, there's a fossil there. in the lead role, so that'll do. Meow. <laughs> Mind you, it wasn't a very good week for the dinosaurs about 65 million years ago. Week. 
Hey, it took a bit longer than we expected. <laughs> On this day, 65 million years ago. <laughs> what a day. Now, minions, minions is minions. Minions is full of minions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And they are good. <laughs> And they are yellow. <laughs> and we find out why they're yellow. wearing dungarees. We do. Mm, yeah. Because they're Cause, thieves. Because they'd be naked yeah. if they weren't? I no. Know, there, was, there was a bit of buttock yes. showing. Oh, goodness There's me. There's a G-string, isn't there, at one point? Now I know why you... Disturbing. <laughs> now I know <laughs> why you went to see the film. Yeah, we want to see little yellow Minion buttocks. <laughs> well, there's the one, he, he always covers his top with starfishes well, and stuff. he doesn't want to show his nipples. <laughs> yes. It's gone red again. What, the nipples? Very much so. Oh so would yours if I put a starfish on them. Ba, 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 na, na. After watching the Pyramids of Mars, we felt the need to embrace our inner Egyptian even more. Did you try selling your postcards? No. Did you listen to the bangles? No. Oh. We decided to watch the original, the one and only... Never bettered? Never, well, bettered quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Stargate. Yay! Pause for music. Stargate. Not Stargate SG-1. No, it's the original one best. 94 film. 94 film, yes. I can't believe it's that long ago now. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't watch the 94 film until... After the series had finished, so it's Nor did I. ten years. Oh, really? Yeah, I did see it before the series. I haven't seen much of the series, but I've seen enough to watching it, thinking that changed it. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, he got picky. I did. I, did. <laughs> I remember in the film, I was a bit confused when Daniel Jackson died. Yeah, and yeah. then oh. and then he appeared in the series. But luckily, he does that. He does that. He comes. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah. He did. He disappeared he for a couple of seasons. He does die, but he doesn't die in the film. Exactly. Yes, he not dead for very long. He, he, he died and went into a sarcophagus. He was resurrected. That's yes. what I mean. He, he does die, but he doesn't mm. die for... Yeah. Not much is made of his death, so it's a no. throwaway. It, yeah. it doesn't mm. feel like he's really dead. It's, it's like, more sort of injured and roary yeah. death. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, for the, for the uninitiated, mm. shall we do a brief synopsis of what yes. the film was all about? Go if you can. Knock yourself out. Oh, it all goes back to, well, the 19, was it 1920s, when yeah, a, a mysterious alien artefact is discovered in the Egyptian desert. It's like a big metal donut. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right, so <laughs> fast forward to the 1990s, this big metal... Thank you. <laughs> this big metal donut has been it's been discovered it's a gateway between worlds. <gasps> oh yes. Stargate. Yes. Mm. Between worlds. Mm. And an expeditionary force is sent through it to see what's on the other side. Expeditionary oh. force with guns. Yeah. Mm. Before they sent them through, they hired this little lad called Daniel Jackson yep. who was in the process of being laughed out of academia for his theories on his pyramids wild. and lions. Mm. He managed mm. To come into Stargate Command, which is under the mountain, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mountain. translate in literal order, one word days. at a time, mm, yep. this message that it had taken the, other, the rest of them two years to not get at all. And I don't mind that, he's a genius, but it's the way he was reading the Egyptian words as if Egyptian is written in the same format as English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from left to right, uh-huh. start yeah. on the top, yeah. way, yeah. way down. Word yeah. at a time, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think that's because that's how they'd written it out on the chalkboard, so they'd taken the They do this a lot in the series. The chalkboard, yes. He reads books that way. Yes. 
<laughs> but he was the first person to come up with the term Stargate. Because mm-hmm. some idiot yes. had translated it as way to heaven. I mean, God, what a <laughs> And in 14 days, he worked out what all the um, different symbols mean. Yep. And they'd been working in it for two years. years. Two, yeah. yeah, he's a smarty pants and mm-hmm. probably deserved to die just for that mm. alone. And personally, I feel sorry for the, the guy in the background who had been working on it for two years. He is face now crying. He wasn't in the series. I'm guessing he was fired. Meanwhile, Jack O'Neill has been chosen to lead with one L. With one L. One L. Has yeah. been chosen to lead the expedition. After um, a bit of clumsy, I'm about to suicide. Yeah. With a gun. Yeah, because he'd <laughs> lost his son. With these long blonde yes. locks. Mm. Which also mm. pops up in the series, doesn't it? His, oh, yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, yes. It's done the series, I think. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, Jack o- the two different Jack O'Neills are basically start off from the same point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, we have. I have to point out there are two Jack O'Neills because there's a line in the actual TV series that there's another Jack O'Neill with one L who and has no, no sense, sense of humour <laughs> <laughs> and having been there with all his straggly hair looking sad attempting yeah. to kill himself he arrives at Stargate Command with the most extreme buzz so cut severe. you have yeah. ever seen in your life so severe <laughs> it's like they had modelled action man off of him <laughs> top. it was oh, you, could, you could have balanced your tea on his head <laughs> But anyway, Crumbly, as you were saying, they've gone through. They've they, gone through. To, yes, and they've discovered an alien planet. Yes, yeah, been populated by people who was taken through the Stargate. Abydos. Mm-hmm. And they find out that this alien being is, well, what would you say, is a wielding power over them? Yeah, ma- yes. Making He's them do his bidding. dictator. Ooh. Is this an alien being living inside a... a inside a human body. In a human yes. body, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the god Ra. Ra. Mm-hmm. Not Sutek, but no. Ra. Not Ra. <laughs> Ra. The sun god. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Oh, Ra. Ra. Okay. Yeah. Or you could do the pom-poms. Ra, Ra, Ra. <laughs> You've got to edit this. Oh, shush. <laughs> shush. <laughs> anyway. Right. Uh, so basically the film is, is getting all the abducted humans to work together to overthrow the tyrant. And find the coordinates home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because also mm-hmm. they had brought a nuclear device with them. Yes. yes. Just in case they succeeded. Oh, sounds like kill the moon this, now. This was what I found in a little, well, quite a big way annoying. What, that they <laughs> bought guns, but also a nuke. They bought guns yeah. and a nuke. And they've come through the Stargate. They're on someone else's planet. Mm -hmm. They are the intruders. They are the invaders. And if somebody had had come through the door into the gate room... At mm-hmm. that point, they'd have shot them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, makes them makes makes the humans the bad guys. American no, no, military. I, what do you no, expect? No, 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 Karen, Karen, can we take this down from humans? And I do apologise for all our friends. Makes the Americans. Well, let's face it. If they'd been British Army, they'd have done exactly the same yeah. bloody thing. Uh, yes, made up, would have, it would have, have happened with tea. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, of course there'd have been tea involved, but you know the, the shooting would have been much more polite. Because this was what was pointed out to me by other people that didn't watch Stargate. The mm. fact that they didn't like it was all these troops walk through the Stargate, armed to the teeth, and just start shooting at everyone. Yeah. And they're complete dicks to Daniel Jackson, too. The guy yeah. that came yeah. home. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, him like, they, th- they yeah, threw like all rubbish. his research yeah. away, and they mocked him, and he got dragged away by a large cow thing. And... <laughs> that fell in love with him. <laughs> but I, I can't think of one instance where they step through the Stargate and just go, wow. No. The knocks. No. Yeah. The mm. knocks. About the fourth episode in. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty cool. But but um, <laughs> but in the fi- context of the film, in the film, no. Well, no. you know, it's that the only one they went jokes. through. No <laughs> sense of humour, you see. Yeah. No, no it imagination. Just, just doesn't seem to be very diplomatic to take her nuclear bomb with you. Yeah. No, no, I'd say that's a step too far. If you're going to mm. play past the parcel, and got to be fun. You don't yeah. actually know how the nuclear bomb might react to going through a wormhole anyway. They seem to have the same approach as the people who split the atom and came up with the yeah. hydrogen bomb. Oh, Let's mm. do it and see what happens. I, I can answer this one. When one of the ships blows up in the series, mm. the people in the, the Stargate tunnel get thrown light years off course. Mm. So if there's a big bang. But if they were in the tunnel <laughs> and the bomb went off, would, in the that tunnel. would have killed them. It, it would have done, depending on if the Stargate was still open. And it was. Oh dear. Because it won't mm. shut for 38 minutes unless it's told to. Now, on this That's one, the tunnel, the tunnel shuts as soon as you're through. In TV series, if you notice, as soon as the last human or last thing is yeah, through yeah. it shuts down but oh, that's, they shut that's it down, only because they shut mm. it down yeah. themselves mm. yeah they can do that I remember going to see this at the cinema and I say the actual scene where they're going through the stargates where they've got the stars rushing towards oh, yes. them I was, I was literally blown away by that mm. it's, really it's a bit use... 2001 Space Odyssey yeah. clearly <laughs> taking it from that I mean there are comparisons between that I wasn't you know, very much in awe of that um, of that special effect I mean they so, do so they keep using it well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spent money for it they yeah, yeah. use it my favourite Music special too. effect was the the big ship landing over the pyramid. Oh. Yeah, the pyramid that looked quite yeah, good. Yes, yeah, mm. it would be spaceship. awesome yeah. if the pyramid at Giza could do all that. Mm. Pyramid. Yeah, <laughs> but also, look, I, I think some of it was was actual costuming, but some of it is see, is computer early use mm. is the um, oh, yeah. where the, the helmets, the helmets, helmets open. Mm. come yes. undone the when yes. the Hulk helmets come undone, and when Raz goes from this full on king tut death mask, yeah. and mm-hmm. the whole thing just collapses down mm-hmm. to nothing. Which is quite stunning. I can't remember. Do they still pronounce it Guavald in the film? No, not in it. It wasn't the Guavald weren't mentioned at all. No, No, that's a bit of a retcon, I think. There was um, a few things that changed when they start the Stargate for the first time. It's almost like an earthquake. It's really Mm. shaky, really smoky, and they do say in the series that they fitted dampeners. Mm. It hadn't been used for a while. No, exactly. (laughs) When they go through the first time everyone's sort of covered in ice and really yeah. cold and wet but they seem to have got rid of that as well mm. you get used to it yeah, yeah. Used to it it's always a shock when they go through it in yeah. the, the series but it's mm. never quite the icicles is it well, yeah a bit yeah. like in an earthly child when they first uh yeah. materialize they all, all collapse a bit weird and a bit thrown mm. away all a bit mm. 60s for a minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> next time <laughs> after that it's <laughs> similar problem i suppose you can't keep doing mm. it every week the thing was this it was it was quite an unusual film for its time because it was a, it was a sci-fi basically but it was also kind of like had the old Egyptian thing in with it and it's very different so it, it, it does was a stand bit different. out it didn't do that well at the box office it, it, well you it, say that it, it had mixed well, reviews it didn't it it wasn't a major budget 55 million dollars box office 196.5 yeah. well, so that yeah. wasn't exactly a failure it wasn't yeah. exactly no. a failure but it, it came more of a cult yeah, film it than it did a, a mainstream yeah it didn't have a light lit under it during the cinema release. I'll tell you who was mm. watching it. Who was watching Richard it? Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, was he? Did he really push for the TV series? Or? He did, yeah. I think that was the condition, wasn't it? He, he'd push for it, but he wanted to be in it. Yeah. Oh, MacGyver yeah. wasn't doing much. Yeah. That's a lot of promise, the, the concept. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't feel like they really pushed it in this film. They went to no. one place. Yeah. yeah. Which is just yeah. Tatooine. A desert, you know, anyway. Yeah. 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 Am I right in saying this is an early um, Roland uh, Emmerich uh, production? I yeah, I think it is. And the thing with this is, although yep. it's spawned, Written by him and directed by him. It spawned a very successful TV series. Mm-hmm. Or three. It well, doesn't... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't actually feel like a film that was written to have a TV series. I don't think it was. But nowadays you get films written and you get the feeling they're kind of hoping this is going to have mm, a spin off. Yeah. You can actually feel that difference. Where this was very much written as an encapsulated mm, film. Beginning, yeah. middle, and yeah. end. But I like mm. the fact Daniel Jackson's got all the sniffles and the hay fever, and the yeah. opening one starts with them putting a box of tissues through the Stargate, and he says, <laughs> yeah. if I said, send more, yeah. they know he's alive. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why he had any kind of hay fever on a desert planet. It might not have been hay fever. <laughs> there was the something truth. in the atmosphere the there that he was allergic it to. It was very I, dusty. I have to admit, when I go to Egypt, I sometimes spend the first couple of days... Drunk. ...with the same... <laughs> <laughs> I spend she spends every day drunk. But with that same kind of reaction that I get with hay fever, because it's the fine particles mm. and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, but... They just say he has allergies, yeah. plural. Yeah, like, okay. He's allergic to everything. Because he's a geek, he has to have allergies. And yeah. there was another thing that I quite liked, which was repeated in the series. When Daniel's writing in his journal and you hear he's saying what he's writing down, in one of the episodes where Daniel was meant to have died, Fire and Ice, Carter finds his journals and reads that exact passage out. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. really? There's, I'm there's, sad. There's a few of the... None of the main cast actors are, are in the TV series. No. But Shari is... Shari. Shari. And her father is. And her father. Mm. And, and Kowalski. Kowalski. And, and Ferretti. Scar. And Scara, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I okay. thought they did a good match with Daniel Jackson. Yeah. I thought they that did. was a good the TV series. Because yeah. quite frankly, watching it from where I was sitting and not being able to make out faces, mm. the body language and the vocal um, mm. resonance and that, yeah, yeah. it was it, it was the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He, he clearly did look at the film yeah to and, get his yeah and based the character on the original yeah mm. right yeah which is good whereas O'Neill is a different O'Neill yeah. totally yeah. different <laughs> <laughs> just as well because I don't think Amy could have stood an entire series ten series or whatever that, that haircut Kurt Russell <laughs> that bad temper yeah. I also like like Pyramids and Mars they did their research mm. for the, the Egyptian yeah. mythology yeah. It, was, it was pointed out the statues in Egypt when they were originally constructed, had uh, quartz in the eyes to reflect the light, mm-hmm. which is what the possessed yeah. aliens do. The lights the flash, lights flash when in they're... their eyes. <laughs> like Daleks. Yeah. They talk. <laughs> and, and all the um, young boys and girls that are around him that, that saves him, the princes, they've all got funny plaits coming out one top, side, yeah, they've knots, got yeah. the top knots, the hair shaved, and it, well, that signifies that they are highborn royalty. So they're obviously the ones that he's keeping close to him, so if he dies, he can go on. Them, but we don't know that. Yeah. But ah. that's part of the ancient Egyptians lifestyle and that's reflected back within this that the whole thing reflects back to ancient Egypt. So in 8,000 years or whatever, they've not changed a bit. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, as, as we found out, they they banned writing, therefore reading. Yeah. So history wasn't shared. Because that, that was a, a scene I did like when um, Charest starts talking to people about what was happening and about where their people had come from. Mm-hmm. And the story was getting around quite 
quickly, if they hadn't been as repressed as thoroughly as they were, they might have made progress. Mm. Yeah, but there again, I mean, even if you're reading and writing the band, I mean, sort of surely their history would have been passed down uh, orally. Well, it wasn't because they didn't know how, and they were they were suppressed by mm. Snake Hitler. Snitler. Snitler. This is one of those films I do enjoy. I actually do get out every now and then and watch it myself because I, I like my Egyptology stuff as well. But I just think it's quite a good film. Uh, yeah, and it's a bit different from the regular sci-fi's. It definitely stands out, but I would say I prefer the series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. everybody would, wouldn't they? Hasn't yeah. It? Definitely. The first series. The first series. And up to a point, when they started getting all that weird religious things, and the when it right. stopped being Egyptian, I the just kind of right. like left The all right. I just kind of like, yeah, thanks, bye. And when they killed <laughs> Daniel Jackson... That was so sad. Don't <laughs> worry. Killing Daniel no, but they, Jackson. They, they, they came back with better. a short they, haircut they and muscle. clothes. <laughs> the ratings dropped because they suddenly realised he's actually actually one of the main characters that everyone likes so they brought him back from the dead that's because he's lovely <laughs> undead general jackson <laughs> you dear listeners you've been writing to us thank, thank you. you thank you thank you thank you and mm, thank, 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 thank you oh most of all thank you we've heard okay. from will hello, hello will. will from new york i believe will says hello again staggerers hello again thanks so much for your response to my email and double thanks for answering us on the podcast oh, I'm oh. truly honoured to be mentioned <laughs> and to become a part of staggering stories law <laughs> that's what lots of love oh stop it you daft old woman <laughs> that's great news that you'll be attending LI Who in the fall that means autumn oh, oh, autumn. oh autumn yes I think it's more winter isn't autumn. it mm. anyway as I plan to be there as well oh yeah. Hey, I will be sure to come and say hello. (laughs) The new location for the event is a huge upgrade over the last one, which will make the show even better than it has been. I'm very familiar with the hotel and only live about ten minutes away. It's a very nice facility that's located overlooking a golf course, has a restaurant, bar, lounge and an indoor pool as well. So if you're staying staying on site... You'll definitely enjoy it. Well, it's got, it's got hard mm. cider in the bar. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a spa pool in there, so I'll be sitting in that most of the time. If you're going Wallowing. to come to New York, then mm. I'm sure you'll want to sample some New York pizza and New York bagels. Yes, bagels. bagels. <laughs> I know, it was a joke! It's very funny yeah. as well. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciated it, yeah. I can Pretty definitely sure. recommend a few places for oh, you. Excellent. Oh, There's oh, two of good, us yeah. are actually going to go and dig out Carlos in Hoboken. Then what? again, you might also be interested in sampling some of the spirit of Long Island too. Ooh. Is that where the iced tea comes from? I don't know. Long Island tea. If that's the case, then there are about 30 to 40 great vineyards located no. about 45 minutes from the hotel <laughs> on Long Island's North Fork. There's a convention. I can recommend a few of those to you as well if you care to indulge. <laughs> in any case, thanks again for a great podcast and I hope to see all of you at LI Who in the fall. Will. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Will. Will. Thank you. Yeah, Definitely any... make sure you say hello to us and come and find us. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any suggestions for things to do, particularly in Manhattan? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, Let all, us know. We're all ears. You can be our tour guide oh, yes yes so anyone anyone we know that's in new york and that might be nice one evening if we could all meet up in mm-hmm. some i know something. someone who will be in new york oh who and we've ignored him all evening oh. he's in new york and Uh-oh. he's going to be a total arse is he coming with us to new york oh, he is we'll prop him up on an aerial does andre <laughs> know that he's coming to long island he will do soon better yeah. say hello to him hello, hello. 
Pertwee! <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll answer back one day. He will. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of Will, oh, oh, yeah. there's another one from Will. Oh, it's yeah. the same Will. Let's find different out. Will. Hey team, I meant to include... Yeah, it's, it's the, the same, same Will. Yes. Hello again, Will! Hello. <laughs> I meant to include this in my original email from earlier today, but I forgot. I must be getting old. You will <laughs> never. <laughs> I'm looking to start listening to some big finished Doctor Who audiobooks. Ooh. Do you have any recommendation on how to start? Or do I just pick a specific Doctor well, and start listening in a group of what stories? What you do is you open the CD, you put it in the machine, and you press play. Ooh, I, I have to recommend Jubilee. Jubilee's very good. Davros. What was the first one? Sirens. Jubilee is the... No, 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 no. What was physically the first one? Sirens, uh, time. Sirens of Time is, is bad. Is that the one? What, what was that one you downloaded for me with the fifth Doctor? Oh, that was the fifth Doctor box set. Something Parts. Oh, with Andrick. Spare Parts. Oh, oh, spare Parts, yeah. Oh, spare Parts. Spare Parts, definitely. That one. Spare Parts, yeah. spare parts is a good one. It, it depends. If you've got a favourite Doctor, then choose some of theirs and listen to them. As long as it isn't Tennant, Smith, Capaldi, Equiston, Hartley. Classic Doctor. Uh, I, I would say definitely do the Paul McGann's and stick with them. Oh, yes. Forgive Zagreus the and then move on from and, it. Is a bit and, and I love Zagreus. Oh, uh, already forgiven. But though. also, the um, I mean, they're all very good. But it, Holy it, Terror's very good. I think yeah. probably think, just actually download the first yeah. one or two and go from there. Anything Any of the Sixth Doctors is a revelation. Rob Shearman's played, very good. Play properly. Rob yeah. Shearman, good author. Which Mark is not Platt. T- Will, Will, the best way to do it is go on, see when they're having a sale, and buy whatever ones they're actually doing. Because <laughs> they're, they're all about price and just listen to those. Aren't they all about a fiver the early range? I think, I they, think they still are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. there's fifty or so. Might only be download now. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I have to say, my least favourite the Nicholas Briggs stories. Oh, some of his ones aren't too bad. Can you name any off the top of your head? Finish the letter. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it goes on with thanks in advance for your help with this, Will. Oh, well done. Well done. Sure, we were of great um, help. Um, um, sure, we're great. Just, just go from number one and download the first couple and give them a go. <laughs> no, I'd say go from ropey, maybe yeah. number um, number two, number eight. Yeah, go so from about eight. Or Phantasm. Forget Phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria is great. Phantasmagoria is really yeah. good. Yeah, but then you've got three, four, and five to get through before you get to eight. <laughs> Phantas- <laughs> I'd actually say probably Phantasmagoria is a good one to start with because that's the fifth Doctor Turlo one, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, And that is really that's that's good. Really good. Okay, like, three people are recommending that. I don't like it, but I three people like, is it. I like, so like Fearmonger. That's a good one. Mm. Fearmonger, I enjoyed. That's an atypical seven. Yeah, and if you want to dis- diverge a bit, then. Jago and Lightfoot. Oh, yes. yes. Brilliant. Yep, yep. And there's a brilliant Davros spin off. Right, we have more letters. <gasps> oh, damn. Letters? Right, letters. Back to the letters. We've heard from Naya. Hello, Naya. Who has been a traitor. Hey? <laughs> what? what? Goodbye, Naya. <laughs> <laughs> she says. Hello? Shall I do it in America? No. No. no, no Hello, staggering storytellers. Yeah. I have a terrible confession to make. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I am only just now catching up on podcasts, having listened to my last full one in May. <gasps> what? Oh. Is dead to us. Let's <laughs> oh, not harsh. read. No, let's read. She's been busy running and things. In part, this is because I am on the concom for Scintillation of Scions, scintillation.org, a one day Sherlock Holmes convention <laughs> that had everything from a panel of neurodiversity in the canon, Sherlock and elementary. <laughs> oh my God. To a, why are those big words? 
This is why I'm not reading it. <laughs> to a sword-fighting demonstration capped off by a birthday dinner for Basil Rathbone <laughs> and screening dead. of the Charlotte... Charlotte? The Scarlet. Scarlet Claw. It's been a long day. <laughs> I run the raffle, which was a huge success. Congratulations. We had prizes such as 1895 tea, signed mm. first edition books, lots Ooh, of wow. artwork, a rare Ooh. bottle of 2212B seller's wine, and the one everyone wanted, an actual tin box painted John H. Watson late India Army, a framed copy of Watson's Army Commission, and a couple of wine glasses etched with Holmes' profile. The mm. other reason is that I have dropped down the rabbit hole of virtual racing. Oh dear. Well, Unlike real world races, like the morning when I tried to flee the British and got trampled by them, <laughs> a, virtual, a virtual race is held over a length of time, like a week or month, and people move at their own speed. Whatever mm. time it takes, however many short chunks it takes, whenever is convenient for them, be that a local park or a treadmill, it all counts. Mm. It's attractive to me because the fleet of foot and the slow but determined competers complete equals. Mm. They wear the same bib, just the one bib. <laughs> <laughs> Just cover the same distance and get the same medal regardless of whether it took the minutes or days to complete the race yeah. plus part of your entry fee goes to a charity so you're doing yourself and someone else good yeah, there's a whole world of virtual fun runs out there and I got a little carried away signing <laughs> up especially when I discovered how much of that world is geeky yes, yes. I noticed on her Facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last four weeks just the nerd races I've walked are three miles for the Live Long and Prosper Memorial Mile one for each season of Star Trek okay. five miles for the Voldemort V Miler <laughs> 5k for geek, for geek Day yep. 5k for Back to the Future the medal looks like the license plate of the oh, Mandalorian yes. Yes, I 5k that. for Weasley's Wizard Weezer <laughs> 6k for the Princess Bride Run 1k for each of the Count Reuben's yeah. fingers on his right hand 22.1k for the Sherlock Run can you do it all at the same time plus I've signed up for July's Doctor Who Run You Clever Nerd <laughs> the entire suite of geeked out runs and I will crawl if I have to in order to complete all the Hogwarts running club races this year and earn the perfect prefect pin. <laughs> <laughs> you can also join the Moon Joggers and add up all that mileage for their Meet Me on Mars space race. <laughs> it's quite you a round to, You get to call yourself different ranks depending on how many miles you've clocked up. Ooh. Highly yeah. recommended for anyone who wants a little fanish motivation to get moving. I'm ridiculously proud of all these medals hanging off my treadmill. Oh. Naya. Well done, Naya. Yeah. Congratulations. I'll have to have a look at that, see if they do them over here or yeah. if you can sign up for them. Running those hard work, isn't it? Well, you don't have to actually run. That's just walking with attitude. Yeah. You cycle We have one from Adrian. Hello, Hello Adrian. Adrian. Hello, team. Is Adrian Scottish? He is now. He's now. That's the way he's written it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Woohoo. Thank you. Thank you. And yay, Doctor Who is on another American cable channel. Oh, yeah. Makes me think Adrian is probably American. <laughs> Season, open brackets, series, close brackets, two is playing right before the Star Wars Rebels. Oh. Makes me smile. Mm, yeah. And they use the wacky promos from the original broadcasts, oh. like the one for Linda. Oh, this the... Uh... <laughs> yes, the, the web webisodes. Yeah, because you can't find us anymore. No. Yeah. Later, Adrian. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Adrian. Adrian. I don't remember any webisodes. I saw, I think I saw most of them. Yeah, they weren't yeah. particularly great. They're like little mini thingies they put out mm. on the web. Oh. Mm. So a couple of them 
weren't too bad. Yeah. Setting our episodes up mostly is just a bit of filler. And finally, we have one from Gareth. Hello, Hello Gareth! He says, Hello all. No. Well, it's great to wish you eight years of your quality nonsense. <laughs> quality? quality? Nonsense. Mm. Thank you. Cunningly disguised as a podcast and a great opportunity to thank you all for all the laughs and entertainment you've given me over the years. Cheers, everyone. Uh, thank, you. thank you. And thank you for joining in the live podcast. Oh, yes. We're mm. sorry there was absolutely no planning to it whatsoever. <laughs> and I accidentally uh, blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get back into my own bloody podcast either. <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is I missed it because I was working, but it was exactly like... As Elizabeth said on the Hangout, because you are a gang of friends, that closeness and cheerful banter makes the episodes come over as enjoyable and relaxed as well as being informative and sheer bloody fun. Informative? Episode forty-seven. Yeah, we uh. told people that the uh, world was ending. Oh right. So yeah, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but everything is meticulously planned, and we have a script that we actually read from. <laughs> It's just we forget to bring it with us. Yes. <laughs> Including all the bloopers. Including the bloopers, yes. Mm-hmm. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> so, all the best for another eight years of quality, fun and frivolity. Thanks all. Gareth. The thing is, Thank in you. eight years' Thank time, you, Keith will be dead because he'll be nearly 60. He won't be able to take the punches from you for touching the microphone. I won't be able to see him by then. <laughs> yeah. Can you see him now? Who? Precisely. <laughs> Love you. You tapped the microphone, didn't you? Oh. No, 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 no. I think no. he's straight. Am I going it? to have to discipline mm. you? <laughs> <laughs> and we better end the podcast there. I think he's about to I'm about to have a crisis. Has somebody been reading grey? <laughs> <laughs> what with me and Kevin going downstairs arm in arm to the couch last time? <laughs> well, I was just going to wait for you to watch you fall asleep and then I'll go back. He was, he was going to. That's nice, isn't it? Not a stalker at all. He was no. just going to watch you fall Loiter asleep. In the darkness, breathing through your mouth. <laughs> I'll be Do we have bunk. any words? Do we need words? Audio? Audio, that's the one. Words? Words. A bit of audio feedback, yes, we do. I want words and pictures. Excuse me. That's what you get for mocking. Your president has just been electrocuted. We have a bit of audio feedback here from Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Staggerers and Head of Pertwee. This Hello. is Jennifer from Texas, and I was, uh, yeah. I've been faithfully listening but not commenting. But last That's night okay. I listened to the most recent podcast and oh, the, on the topic of why we're not getting any more female action heroes like Ripley anymore. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to that section of the conversation going, well, okay, you haven't seen the new Mad Max movie yet, which no. that that is really Charlize Theron's movie, and Mad Max is just there as a sidekick. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> The only reason it's a Mad Max movie is it's a world-building shortcut to give them a previously established post-apocalyptic world that they can Mm -hmm. use without having to do any uh, real Mm -hmm. establishment. And the other Mm -hmm. thing is it's a marketing hook, letting them tie it into an existing successful movie franchise. Mm -hmm. So it is an excellent movie. There are... Plenty of women, many of them other than uh, Charlize Theron's character there to uh, shoot mi- shoot guns and drive things fast and uh, <laughs> oh, be not 
eye candy. <laughs> They've got things to do. They're not there to be pretty. It, it is a great movie. They totally avoid the Smurfette problem. <laughs> Speaking of Smurfette, the Smurfette. Uh, Marvel Avengers thing, the, the uh, Black Widow fans, they do have two issues. One of them is they're going, where is our Black Widow movie? She deserves yeah. a standalone mm. movie. The character's got a rich backstory. And mm. I have not seen the movie Lucy, so I can't say... Uh, whether uh, what kind of an uh, action heroine uh, she makes in that, but yeah, apparently yeah. it did well enough that there yeah. uh, there's talk of a sequel, yes. Ooh, and excellent. some people are saying, well, that proves that uh, Scarlett that, Johansson yeah. can hold up a uh, action movie by herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're going, where is our Black Widow movie? So yeah. the other problem, yeah. the marketing issue, and well, Disney bought Marvel, and their stated position is. They bought the superhero franchise, so they've got some. So they've got toys to sell to boys, and they say, "Well, we've already got toys for girls. We have our Disney princesses lines, princesses for girls. And why would we try waste our time selling superheroes to girls? There's no need." But the boys deserve their princesses. So that's annoying enough. But where it crosses (laughs) over into getting offensive is when they've got the group shots of the whole cast, and they've eliminated the Black Widow from the Avengers or Gamora from the picture of all the Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. the oh and the bit about the toy motorcycle that uh, yes, the Black Widow rode in the yeah. second Avengers movie and on the uh, packaging for the toy it shows Captain America riding it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's oh, deeply yeah. annoying and it makes me want to go buy uh, unlicensed merchandise yeah, because yeah. Uh, if you look on the right spots you can get find some nice Black Widow stuff that probably Disney isn't getting a penny for. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, there is that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Good point. The, um, Mad Max. Mad Max. I think no. we did mention it briefly in yeah. the, uh, yeah, so the feedback you, that you that was it. a character yeah. who is quite good yeah that's disgusting with disney oh, yeah i'd heard about the, uh, the totally disgusting yeah, the sexism toy that, of the uh, motorbike yeah it's her on the motorbike she picks up his yeah, shield yeah. Off. Yeah. <laughs> at one point always picking after you boys yeah which is the thing with disney films even when they've decided the princess is going to be plucky yeah. she's still eye candy yeah a, yeah. a little yeah. girl who needs to be rescued at some point yeah they are a bit um, out of date aren't they just, i mean mm. it's, it kind of makes you understand why you don't really want Disney to be the role model for your daughter. Mm. <laughs> that Pixar one, uh, the Scottish... Oh, Brave. Was, Brave. Yeah, that yeah. was not bad. I that mean. one I quite enjoyed. Yeah. 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 I think it's very much the case of uh, Disney is still rubbing their hands over the success of uh, Frozen, so they want to capitalise on, you know, on that as much as possible. And obviously it's all Marvel, you know, it's all Toys of the Boys. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, the ladies get sh- shoved into the background. Huh. Is room for both? I don't know why. I they well, there should be, yeah. Also, Frozen is very appealing, but to mm-hmm. a certain age. Yeah. yeah, girl. If you're over nine or ten, mm-hmm. there, you know, there's nothing there for the for the tom girl for what, and that's oh, a stereotype as well. I don't I know, think there for... should be any such thing as boys' toys and girls' no, toys. I don't think they should, should just be. Toys. toys. Disney are notorious for making faux pas, especially annoying <laughs> off this, annoying their stars. Yes. I mean, um, Robin Williams. After, oh, with the genie. The genie. Mm. Mm. Maybe it's the problem is getting better, but um, it does seem to have reversed yeah. in, in, the, in the, recent the, decades. Yeah, mm. I think the problem is getting better, but things like this bring it into sharp relief 
mm. on how occasional companies are still Getting in the dark age. Mm. The bigger maybe, companies. Maybe Star Wars will help make it better. Maybe, I, I don't know how that's going to pan out in maybe terms not. of the, the characters, but because uh, certainly the original Star Wars, uh, oh, God, Princess yeah. Leia was yeah. pretty decent. Strong. Okay, Luke she didn't could... do much at the end, unfortunately. No, but, but, um, but considering times. the time it was made, she was yeah. a strong character. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And I know from the trailer it looks like you've got all these strong characters coming through, female characters coming through, but you just get the feeling they're going to be rescued by men at the end. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. I'm feeling very anti-men at the moment. Okay, moving away. I'm going to be walking <laughs> home. Because <laughs> <laughs> J.J. Abrams has got a pretty good history. I mean, look at mm, like, yeah. Alias. This is true. We'll see, but uh, there's hope. I say with Lucy, Lucy was absolutely a brilliant It was a fantastic film, film wasn't it? I'm I not sure how they can spin a, enjoyed a, a it. sequel to it, but... No, I'm not well, sure she either. did get, uh, get away, so... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a weird, uh, potentially a very weird sequel. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, this brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. (laughs) (laughs) More fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So, until that motivationally myopic, massive. Molesting. Molesting? Marshmallow. (laughs) Marshmallow. Mountain. Mountain of mice, Mogadon, and Mogadon. <laughs> Moving comes meandering. Oh, oh, very well done. Comes meandering towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, "Be seeing you." Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. I bring Sutek's gift of milk for all mankind. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Series 1, Number 214, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, The Real Keith Dunn, and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended. And this is a Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Commenting, but last night I. We either can't hear or she's deafening us. Listening to that section of the conversation going, well, okay. Jennifer! I rewound her. Poor girl! Goes all this habit. Oh, dear. Ready. Who have we heard from, Adam? Right, and finally, we have... Oh, I'm sorry, that wouldn't We have someone yawning. Try again. <laughs>